0: It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs
1: blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is...
0: The Detroit Lions Podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition and a very um, special edition of... Bischoff and Brown right here on the Detroit Lions podcast he's Scott Bischoff I'm Russ Brown and we are back and we are not going anywhere anytime soon our Detroit Lions are on to the divisional round for the first time in 32 years and first first home playoff game in 32 years they win it and they beat the Rams 24 to 23 man what a night it was but Scott my man how the hell are you?
0: Russ man, um things are good. <laughs> you know? How are you? <laughs> I know you were there. I want to hear all about it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean we we had to post we normally record on a Monday or Tuesday and we postponed because my voice has been like up and down. Monday it was gone and yesterday it was still not really there. I could barely do a radio spot. Um and I did one today and I was like, all right, we're good and i feel good so yeah no it was loud i mean i was fortunate enough to go i was fortunate to take my son um who's 13 and you know it was it's one of those like forever moments as we kind of talked about pre-show and when you think of after the game what dan campbell was saying like it was electric man it was absolutely electric i mean we got down there about five five thirty and we kind of walked the block or two, saw some tailgates, and you know you think back to, and I and I always think back to when I was going when it was zero and sixteen or when it was twenty eleven, and it kind of felt like they were starting to put something together, but there was always this like doubt and like same old lions, and the bags were ready, and people were mad or pissed off or whatever. Oh, yeah. None of that was there, and everybody was amped up, ready to get inside, and I think the cold weather probably played a part in that, but everybody was, was raring to go for this, this game and in this matchup. And you get in there and we got in about five 30. So we had about two and a half hours of just chilling out, having beers. And we we're, well, we're watching the playoff game of the Packers and it's, cr- dude, it's crazy. The Packers are doing great things and Lions fans are on their feet cheering for the Packers. I was in a, it was like, I was in another world. Cause we all know like, oh, yeah. if they win, we're right back here next week. And obviously, I think the Lions knew that. And when Matt Stafford came out, yeah, he got booed. Nothing personal, just business. Uh, But he never came out alone. And it was always Cooper Cup with them or another quarterback or whoever. So it was one of those instances where they were all getting booed, not just him. And it it got personal, though, because of Jared Goff just consistently all week in in the national media getting dragged and this team getting dragged. I mean... Hour before the game, everybody was on the ramp. And it's like, do you not remember that this team is different? They've won 12 games. They've won the NFC North. They've got a home playoff game. Like, this is a different team. So when golf was hitting the tunnel, dude, the place went nuts. And I've never seen that in sports where, you know, going to hundreds of Lions games, going to Wings games, Tigers games, you know, so on and so forth. Never seen a player get a standing ovation before the game. And getting his name chanted Jared Goff. And it was so loud. And like he, I think, started hearing it up the tunnel and just kind of stopped, looked at like the quarterbacks, don't know what was said, but when he jogged off and onto the field, he grabbed a football and he was ripping it. And it was like, he was fired up. The guys were fired up for him. And it was just, you, you throw in what happened on the field and how it all happened it was awesome. And when that clock hit zero, like I said, it was like the the weight was lifted and this team accomplished something that they had set out to do. And they they proved everybody wrong. They they showed the abbreviations wrong. Uh, they erased them. And it was just dude, it was awesome. The look in my son's face, the look in the people around me. I had tears in my eye. It was, dude, it was phenomenal. It was effing phenomenal.
0: So that it just seems like everybody has echoed that exact same sentiment. It was is that it was um, unlike it's not, it, it's not just a normal win, you know, like a normal playoff win. there was a lot more there and there's more, there's more coming too. So it's, you know, it's, we're doing this cause they're, you know, they're going to see Tampa Bay at home this week. But, um, I think we need to recognize just how momentous that was, uh, and what they did and, and, and how calm they came out and like that opening drive was just
1: like surgical, first play yeah the first play 10 yards i mean right off the rip it was yeah josh reynolds was just like
0: you know um he made a couple of great catches uh golf was ripping it he was throwing the ball really hard Mm -hmm. and then just you know just finishing that drive and was like you know like okay yeah i mean you i think it was pretty obvious even during that drive that it was going to be a long long game like that was yeah it's gonna be a tight game but you know, um, I think the Rams the Rams were playing at a pretty high level coming in. We were both a little bit spooked by, you know, the matchup and all that stuff. But if, if, you know, thinking if the Lions played well and executed, that they were, you know, there's no reason they can't win that game. Right. So it was a tight game. There was some good decisions that they that Dan Campbell made. There was, you know, like. You worry about what happened in the second half on offense, but the uh, but the offense was just almost perfect in the first half. And just, you know, it was really cool to see how efficient they were and just what they were capable of doing offensively. I didn't hear Aaron Donald's name really that much in that game. I didn't really think that he was a factor too much there. You know, no, so they it was super interesting.
1: Yeah, they they ran away from him. I, I had just watched um my, my son was at the gym, so I was uh sitting there with him waiting for him to go in and we watched uh, some of the all 22 and we were just kind of talking it out and like they ran away from him a little bit. Uh he'd be a line on the left side of the offensive line and they'd run to the right. Uh they would combo block the hell out of him. Panay Sewell would block down on him. Uh, and he mm-hmm. got, you know, through a couple times. He had a couple good push pull moves. He had the one yeah. pressure where Goff almost fumbled it, and or if he did fumble or whatever the hell he was doing, I don't know. But um, yeah, no, they they really limited Kobe Turner. They did a good job on uh, Byron Young. They, they just did a good job collectively, especially getting to the second level. Ernest Jones has been a stud for that defense, and they sealed him off multiple times. Yeah. And then just obviously in the passing game, he was on target with Reynolds multiple times. He had the one misthrow because Reynolds basically stopped running. Yeah. Um, and I think Reynolds was getting ready to get hit. I think he thought he was going to get drilled. But man, Amon Ross St. Brown, as much as we want to talk about golf, and rightfully so, he was 22 at 22 when not pressured. So he was 0 for 5 when he was pressured. He finished 22 at 27 for 277 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown is an animal, an absolute animal. And whatever they want to pay him, pay him whatever he want, give it to him. He is an absolute stud. And Watching him today, watching the tape, it made me think back to. And I've compared him to Golden Tate since he was coming out of USC. It's very similar to that. But what he was doing was very similar to Heinz Ward and those Steeler runs back in the 2000s of, of going to titles, like just running after the catch, shaking and throwing guys off. And like, he is so damn good. And we are so lucky to have him. Every catch was a first down for him, like, every single one. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, he was dominant, and and ever you know a lot of the Heinz word thing is fascinating uh, from a comp standpoint. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he did the physic, he he is Golden Tate like, but he's mm-hmm. more physical than Golden Tate was. Yep, and that you know the Heinz word stuff is interesting. The only the only thing I would say that stood out to me, and obviously those guys, Reynolds had a great game, huge game, mm-hmm. really important time, and Amon Ra was awesome. Thought the running backs played good, uh, offensive line played good. Jamison Williams really didn't wasn't all that involved in what they did from a production standpoint, but there were multiple times in that game that his speed opened up windows, big windows for golf to get the ball into Amon Ra's hands, mm-hmm. and there were I mean, there were multiple examples of it, and I and it's it's something that you know we always talk about this in the pre-draft process, and and sometimes I think when you try to explain it and even thinking about it, like from myself, like, is it, does it really matter? Like, is this guy really dictating coverage and can he, can he change the way a defense wants to cover the other players on the field? And is it true that his presence alone is good, right? Like, you know, just his presence on the field and his speed alone opens up, um, you know, opportunities for other players. And, it's uh, it is absolutely true and in that game th- there were multiple examples of it where just him running you know uh, releasing off the line say, from the slot and running a post route was enough to get the safeties to just back off you know and give themselves some room and then and then there were windows to throw into and yeah. i think mean, we had to recognize it like you know yeah he's not being thrown to and he's not all, he's not su- being super productive but he's a fantastic teammate, and he runs it really hard. And he's, yeah. you know, it's not like he's dogging it because he's not getting targeted. He's running his ass off. So yeah. th- the combination of all of it was just—it was super cool to see. Um, there was, you know, the—I don't know what happened on the on the damn uh, offsides neutral zone thing. I just—I couldn't believe it was happening. It was just like—and they had called
1: it earlier in the game. Like that was the crazy thing. They had called the same thing earlier in the game. Yeah it was so bizarre that that happened and it just seemed like it
0: it's you know it was it was really good that the half was 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 there mm-hmm. and then uh it got really tight and i just think that you know you look at the the situation at, towards the end of the game when the rams had the ball and it's it's third and four and there's the um there was a holding call on oh the right tackle i forget his name he went to wisconsin um on hutchinson and it made it third it made it in third and 14 and michael no, whatever what's his name rob havenstein i think it is yeah, even, Haben- yeah i should know this i'm embarrassed um but it's like do you really want to back them up and give them another opportunity to get a first down because if they get another first down the game is over mm-hmm. like i know you have a bunch of you, you know you have a bunch of timeouts and stuff but the rams are just gonna milk the clock and kick a field goal with essentially what feels like this was the panic that was going on in my brain and you know all that stuff so then they back them up and it's now third and 14 and they get the stop and it's like it's just such a great play yeah so now they have to punt and everything's in their hands it's just it was i don't know it was great um it was great you know there's there's the best way i the best way i could think about this as we were talking about how loud it was I've been to con- like a ton of concerts in my life, and no matter how loud concerts are, you can you can listen to audio or, or you know see a video that was recorded at the at the show, mm-hmm. and it sounds nothing like what it did in person. Right, and the uh, the audio or the little clips that we saw from the stands that people took, it sounds like it's loud, but I can't imagine how loud it was in there. Just I I can't. It had to be just the building was- incredible atmosphere. Yeah, no, and the building building was buzzing.
1: And Sunday, it's it, you know, it needs to be buzzing again. Yep. No, yeah. it really does. Um, you know, and and just briefly on the defensive side of the football, I mean, look, Cooper Cup, they they kind of shut him down. It opened up a lot of passing windows for Puka Nakua, um, and Tyler Higby. And and I'm not gonna get into the the dirty hit stuff and all of that because I have I have plenty of clips written down right here on a sheet of paper. Um, of how I chart my my film reviews with with the plays and the time and I have plenty of plays circled here where uh you know David Montgomery's getting his head taken off and Josh Reynolds is getting his head taken off and Sam Laporta with a bad knee gets tackled low almost out of bounds, and he ends up landing on his feet and everything's good. It's like we don't want to pull up those plays, but we want to pull up the the one that yeah. somebody actually got hurt. And it's unfortunate, but that's how the game of football works. So
0: yeah, the, the way Campbell described it to it, and, and I totally get it where he's coming from. You want, you want, you want Kirby Joseph to hit with his eyes up to to protect himself, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't want him, you don't want to lead with the you know the top of your helmet because you can hurt your neck. You don't right. do that. But the timing that it the 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 timing that it takes to just dis- there's no deciding that I'm hitting this guy low. That's just not how it works. Right, you know, like we're talking about nanoseconds. So it's, you know, it's a physical game. It's unfortunate that happens, but you know, do you want him? Do you want him to hit him in his in his head? Because we've taken that completely out of the game. Yeah. Right. Do you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to take the fifteen-yard penalty? Um, You know, I think he's aiming at his his thighs. What, you know, I don't know what else there is. The whole thing's nonsense. I mean, I yeah. get it, but
1: it's still, you know. No, I think it's just one of those. It was a tight game. And, and when it's like that, fans look for anything that they can do to put themselves in the in the shoes of the victim uh, yeah. rather than just accepting the reality of actually losing where we as Lions fans have accepted, you know, the the reality of losing many times, but we've also been victim literally multiple times. We, we talked about that weeks ago with the Cowboys game. But uh, look, it was a great win, 24-23. There's much to be excited about. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and have uh, the radio conversation of do we extend golf and all of those things. That's all going to happen, and we're going to have to live with it, and it is what it is. Like yeah. He did something that has not happened in 32 years, something that Matt Stafford was given 12 years to do, and he couldn't do it. Um, golf did it in three and we'll see how this thing keeps rolling but it was an electric atmosphere and you know the defense again they've got some things to fix they've got to get i think you know better in in some of the coverage lapses that they have um and there was a couple throws that they were right there just stafford slings it um oh yeah can they jump some of these baker mayfield throws this weekend we'll see we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute as we preview it but um, we, we got to jump to, you know, the play of the week, which is powered by Restore. And you guys have, have heard me for the last several weeks talking about them. Um, and I'm going to tell you about them again, Restore Hyper Wellness. Uh, you know, maybe you're an athlete, maybe you got kids like myself or Scott, and, uh, maybe, maybe you're like me where you're trying to get back to the gym and you're just not recovering like you used to. I've got a solution for you. You got to go check out our friends over at Restore Hyper Wellness here in Northville and Birmingham, Michigan. Um, my son and I both go, we love it. He's a three sport athlete. Um, I'm in the gym three, four times a week. My wife goes. We we all go, and we get our body right by visiting Restore. So you can go there and get compressions on your legs, on your arms. Uh, you can go to cryotherapy if you need to. Specialty services such as IV, dri- uh, IV drip therapy. Uh, everything that you need, they've got for you. And just after one visit, we all felt better, and we've been hooked ever since. So they've got tons of specials, weekend and week out, where you can save, you know, twenty five percent off, ten percent off. Uh, you can get a bunch of free services uh, on your first initial visit. So check them out today and get a family member, a friend, even yourself, the service that you need to restore your body. Tell them, I sent you from the Detroit Lions podcast so they can get you taken care of so you can get back to doing more of what you love. So don't wait around. Go check out Restore Hyper Wellness today. You can also go to restore.com. So um, I'm going to turn the, the the first one over to you. I mean, this is a... the. Certainly, uh, I agree. The play of the day, the play of the week, the play <laughs> of the year. This one's a this one is an absolute uh, gimme of a play, but it is a beautiful play, and I, I'm excited to just relive it again.
0: So there, you know, there's not a lot to talk about. We could talk. There was a bunch of plays on offense that we that you could pick. Yeah. Uh, I thought Reynolds had a huge game in in really important moments, but the play is really the Amon Ra catch coming out of the two minute warning. In the fourth quarter for for the first down, that you know, and we, we we talked before, but you know, in the moment I didn't know exactly what I didn't know exactly what that catch meant, but what that catch ended up meaning was the game was over. Yeah. And you know, just to, to just to make it look as easy as that was, and I mean, Goff just steps it in there and rips that throw. And Amon Ra make, you know he, he kind of just pushes, not physically, but you know he just he, his his route pushes the uh, the defender I'm coming out of the slot a little deeper and he and he forces the defender to drift, a touch, past the sticks. And then Amon Ra comes back to the ball and it's perfect, catches it, turns, spins, and boom, it's a first down. It's, it was like an eleven yard play. and it was it was the first play coming out of the two minute warning. Yeah, it was just like, it is such a huge play. Yeah, you know, and then I, it was bigger than even I thought in the moment. And in the moment, first downs are, are, are they're paramount. Like, you know, I thought they needed two first downs, and um, you know, it didn't matter what what down you got it on. It really it really wasn't all that relevant. They had one timeout, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know, uh, it's just an easy route that they ran, but the gravity of it was huge, and then recognizing the next play they come in after the timeout is victory formation. And it's like, wow. Like that's the, that's the best formation in football period. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, it's not like there was anything crazy or exotic in that they were four wide. Uh, they gave, you know, it was an, it was an obvious, obvious, uh, situation they, they could run or pass. I think a lot of teams would have just run the ball there and, Forced the Rams to use their timeout at that point, but the Lions were, you know, confident enough in everything they had, they had going to just throw there and literally, and they went for it. I mean, they really went for it and they got it and it was just, it was awesome. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's as simple as that. It was, uh, you know, a game ending playoff win at home. Uh, just another one of these things that you're, you want another great moment stacked on top of, of great moments, to, um, you know, from the season. There are more to come. Um, yeah, so that was mine. What was yours for for the week?
1: Yeah, and I just want to elaborate on yours just a little bit for a sec. It, you know, you think back to last year when they played against the Packers. They put, you know, if the game was on the line to get that ninth win of the season and they put the ball in the hands of Jared Goff. Like, this organization, they trust him. This coaching staff, they trust him. He's their guy. And yep. they put it in the hands last year of Jared Goff and season on the line – playoffs on the line to to keep it going in the hands of Jared Goff. And he fires this one to say Brown. It was a great play. Um, So I I loved it. Um, For me, it was the fourth and goal, the touchdown to Sam Laporta. Um, What I love about it is that they came out in 23 personnel. They came out in their heavy package on fourth and goal from the one and you know, it was only a 14 to 13 game at that time or a 14 to 10 game at that time, whatever it was. It was, it was still really tight and they needed this score because had they have missed it, Stafford goes 99 yards potentially, who knows. Um, but it was one of those where they brought out their heavy personnel and Skipper was at tight end on the left side of the line of scrimmage. Montgomery's in the backfield. And everybody was drawing up into the box, thinking it was going to be a run. And they've got the fullback out there. They've got Brock Wright and Sam Laporta trips right uh, the the fullback and and right. They run basically clearing routes to the outside and into the flats, uh, like a corner route with a flat underneath, and then basically running a slant or a post. I would call it a slant because it was probably about yeah. seven yards. But it was it was Brock Wright or Brock Wright, uh, Sam Laporta. He gets free. There's an opening and. Plenty of time, plenty of protect- protection. Golf makes a great play, great throw, um, great, It just it was everything was great about it, and it put them up, um, you know, an, an additional score. And yeah. it was, it was awesome because it was one that they needed. Um, even though they were, you know, driving at the end of the half there, and it kind of got taken away due to the the false start offsides debacle. It was one of those plays though that just had they settled for three there. They don't win the game. Had they have, you know, settled for the touchdown and don't get it, they potentially lose the game. So yeah, it, it's it's those little things like that that I, I just, I thought the personnel was awesome. I thought the play call was awesome. The protection was great. It was a great play. And that's that's kind of my play of the week. Um, And, and those are our plays of the week powered by Restore. Again, check them out over at restore.com. So moving on, preview time, divisional round. I can't believe we're saying that. I really cannot believe we're saying that like I I feel and, and maybe maybe there's there's similarities or something like I just it feels like when was this like 2008 or whatever Eli Manning Green Bay Packers uh, the New York Giants kind of getting in back into the swing of things and it just I it feels like that like if I could be a Giants fan back at that time that's how I feel, I guess. I, I this is so foreign to me. I've never done this before. So I don't know. Like I'm a draft guy because this team made me a draft guy. Because what? I had 100%. to focus on, we had to focus on the draft in like November, October. Yeah. And here we are in January. And like I'm in the draft. I'm focusing on it. And we'll we can we'll we can talk about guys if we want to, but like I am so in on the Lions and what we're doing and it's all I think about and focus on. And it's like now we got this matchup against the Bucks. Don't know what to think of it, but I know that this team is at home. And when this team is at home, boy, can they play some football.
0: Yeah. And it's you know, they played back I want to say back in week six, but that's that's three months ago. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, I know everybody knows the Lions were a totally different team back then. I don't even know what's worth getting into because it's so long ago. And the Buccaneers are a different team than they were back, you know, in Week Six. So um, the Lions won that game twenty to six. They had a lot of players out with injury. Uh, some players were banged up. You know, Jonah Jackson was out. Branch was out. No Chauncey Gardner Johnson Jr. Uh, no Gibbs. Laporta was banged up, lots of stuff, right? So um, the Lions did not run the ball well that day, but they did enough to to win that game. Uh, Tampa's playing a lot better now than they were that. But Tampa's not, I mean, Tampa played, you know, they beat Philly rather easily, but, you know, anybody Mm -hmm. paying attention to what Philly had going on the last six weeks, that was not a surprising outcome. Um, you can look at like what Tampa's done over the last four to six weeks. And there's some, there's some, you know, there's, there's, I think they beat the Packers maybe four weeks ago or in that range, but they struggled to beat Carolina a couple weeks ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so they, you know, they're hot and cold and kind of, but you know, it, it's playoffs. Um, they have dangerous weapons on offense. Mike Evans is a really good vertical weapon. Uh, great red zone player. Godwin is is a very effective receiver. he's he is a frightening player. um Trey Palmer is I don't know what you thought about him in the draft. I thought it was fine. I mean you know he was he was okay. He's mm-hmm. super fast. Yeah so that's that's there's a little bit there where they can you know they can get the ball down the field and they're going baker is going to give his guy if there's anything he does it's it's he's going to give his guys a chance to make plays and then rashad white i think is not as effective as a runner although he's a good running back but he's really effective catching the ball out of the backfield so so there's a that's your kind of you know um that's the, that's tampa on offense and and you know there's enough to worry about there is it like you know playing against um C.D. Lamb and having to deal with that no, or or Justin Jefferson, yeah. or you know Puka Nakua like what looked like the last week, and Cooper Cup and those guys, but they're still going to give the Lions everything they they can. The, the Lions are big. They're going to get. They're going to give the Lions fits. Um, mm-hmm. you know from a on, a on D, but it's so then it's just a, to me it's a matter of, uh, what can you do to get Baker Mayfield uh uncomfortable and rattled and there's a lot of things that you can do um if i'm tampa you know i want to i want to isolate hutch against Tristan worfs and i just want to leave those two on an island and let worfs kind of try to win that matchup now i don't you know i don't know that the lions would be just super smart just to let that happen you know right move them around a little bit um but that's kind of what i would do if if i'm tampa i would want to just eliminate the Lions threat as a pass rusher and then just kind of get in rhythm in tempo. But the Lions can get, the Lions are going to force, I would hope they would force Tampa to be one dimensional on offense and force Mayfield to make throws and to be, and to be um, efficient and also disciplined. And, and that's kind of where he's not always that guy where he is going to, you know, he does take chances sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but you know it's and this will be an opportunity for for a player like Kirby Joseph to get a pick in this game because of you know maybe hanging a ball you know the that he's trying to drive down the field you know you get a little pressure on him and he can't fully right. step into it kind of stuff so um you know that's that's kind of that's the hope on defense is yep. that you can get baker a little uncomfortable and yeah, I mean, he's not going to do stuff like Stafford did. Even when Stafford was pressured, he still made
1: plays where I don't yeah. think Baker will. So, Well, and I think the difference too is the Lions have shown that they struggle with teams that that put players in motion. And the Rams did it a bunch with Nakua or Cup. They were constantly moving guys. And I think when you look at the Lions, the, the reason why they struggle with that is just simply because it, displace, it, it displaces players Players on their defense so whether they're running their their zone coverage of of cover three or they're in cover one man there's there's going to be somebody that's going to be out of place and it's going to create an opening because the lions have been sending more five and six man pressure so that's why the middle middle of the field was consistently open uh for nakua and and cup and higby and stuff like that so i i think with with this one you come out in your nickel package, start manning some guys up, you bring some safety help over the top. Sure, you blitz a linebacker here and there, but you got to trust that Hutch or Pascal or or whoever's up front, Kaminsky. And again, Kaminsky was playing sick. I guess Hutch was playing sick. He had the yeah. flu in this game and he yeah. had nine pressures and two sacks. And I know one of them was, you know, from uh, Stafford tripping over his own feet, but he could have got up and ran or sure. thrown it or whatever. So um, just just looking at it, it's like, this defense can figure some things out here against this Tampa team, um, which they're, they're going to need to do. And and you know Mike Evans is, is going to probably make some big time catches. Chris Godwin's going to get open, yeah. Uh, and Trey Palmer, like you mentioned, has the speed. They've got to find a way to stop Kate Otten. The Eagles did not have a an answer for that, yeah. Um, and they, and again, the Lions just have to continue to stop the run, force teams to be one dimensional, put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands, and hope that. He can make a mistake or two because of a Hutch sack or a Kirby Joseph pick or a Brian Branch pick. I mean, it, yeah. it feels like Brian Branch is close to having another big moment. He had one early in the year against Kansas City, and it just feels like he like he was around that football on Sunday night. And it just feels like he's going to be around it again. And I got a feeling just with, you know, this matchup, he's it feels like he's he's due. Um what I'm I'm most intrigued about offensively is second half, keep giving the football to David Montgomery, please. There are too many drives and nothing against Jim Jameer Gibbs. Love him, like the pick. I'm cool with it. Too many drives where Montgomery's not on the field. Just yeah. start like get going, get back in the groove. You just came off a break out of the half. Give the ball to David Montgomery, let him get going. And the things he can do in the short areas of the field and the way he runs forward, he is so damn talented and so good for this offense. And not saying Gibbs is not, he is. But bring in more Montgomery, because there were times in some of those drives where it was just Gibbs, 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 and he'd only get two, three yards, and then they'd start forcing their hand by throwing the football. And then if there was a little bit of pressure, those incompletions happen, and they yeah. would punt the football away. So it would feel like the offense would kind of stall out. So. I don't want to see this offense stall. I want to see 35 points. I want to see 45 points on the board um, against Tampa, and I, I want them to kind of put everything on notice for potentially the NFC Championship game. But you got to get through this one, and we'll, we'll obviously see what happens. And golf cannot turn the football over.
0: Yeah, you can't turn the football over, and then and then so that so looking at uh, what like the Tampa D line, Vita Vea is a really good player. Yeah. Right. And you're not moving him. So Elijah Cancy, man. Yeah. So that so then you look at Cancy's progression, and he's a different player now than he was back in week six. And his upper body twitch, for lack of really being able to describe it, because when we talk about a twitchy player, it's always lower body, you know, footwork, speed, quickness, all those things. But his ability to move his hands, um, and to and to get skinny and all that stuff he is a he's a he's kind of a nightmare so yeah. you, you know you have a you know you have a nose one tech in v and vea where that you know you have to worry about that and now you've got a a pass rushing sort of disruptive presence opposite him between the guard and a tackle and you got to really i mean you know they're gonna have to really be on on their game there um I would think that there would be opportunities for them to take advantage of his aggressiveness of wanting to get up the field. So, you know, this is game planning kind of stuff where I would think the Lions would be able to, to figure some of this stuff out. But the matchup to me that that is going to determine a lot of this stuff is Devin White and his ability to run stuff down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I love Montgomery's uh, his heaviness. And his ability to to just physically tire a defense out. Um, in this matchup, I like the concept of Gibbs's speed to outrun White to certain spots on the field. But you know, you definitely want a heavy dose of both. So you know, it's all right there for him. I, you know, I look at like um, Jamal Dean and, and Carlton Davis, and I think the Lions can have the Lions can do some things there. And Amon Ra is going to do Amon Ra things. Um, I feel good about their offense. I do, you know, but one of the keys, and I think, that, you know, maybe the most important thing is what you said five minutes ago is golf not turning over the ball, period. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's going to be a huge part of this. And, um, you know, executing, getting into rhythm and staying, uh, you know, staying in good down and distance, getting ahead of the sticks being able to then open up parts of the playbook that you might not be able to if it's third and, you know, third and eight or second and eight kind of stuff. But there's a lot of things uh, to, to be optimistic about in this matchup. And I know the Lions are favored. They opened up as a six-point favorite. I think that feels about right. Uh, you know, execute, play at a, a high level, mm-hmm. and keep on playing football. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's incredible to think about.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing, too, the Lions are getting healthier. I mean, sure, Anzalone's banged up with with shoulder and ribs, and Ragnow's been battling through this knee and, and his back and stuff, um, and Khalif Raymond has his knee injury, but Brian Branch, James Houston, Kirby Joseph, Sam LaPorta, Brock Wright were all full practices or full participants in practice today. Did they activate uh, Houston? Do you know? Not yet. Uh, I believe the window, like, you know, that 21-day window – it's it's closing, I think, sometime I think this week. Me. Oh. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, wrong. I didn't see Same that. Wednesday um, for everybody out there. <laughs> yeah, it is It is only Wednesday. Yeah. Um But, you know, Chris Godwin didn't practice. Shaq Barrett didn't practice. Chase Edmonds didn't practice. And Baker Mayfield has ankle and rib injury still um, for, for the Buccaneers, just for kind of the injury report. So th- there's a lot of positives for Detroit. Good football team, well coached tough gritty team that's getting healthy and if they get James Houston back even in a limited capacity that would be huge on second and third downs for this football team as, as they yeah. try to bring some pressure to Baker Mayfield and again if they if and Dan Campbell said today that Kalief Raymond is trending in the right direction he's he's come a long way he feels a lot better but we won't know until probably Thursday or I think you said Friday or Saturday, so yeah, we won't we won't know until later in the week with Khalif Raymond. But if they got him back, that would just be another asset to the passing game because Raymond it feels like always makes like one or two big catches in every single game. So yeah, and then as a returner, it's important too. Yeah, Yeah. so you bring that into the fold, and I think it would be huge. But this this team controls their own destiny. I mean, that that just it is what it is. They control what what they control and. We all know that. I think they know that. Um, and coming off an emotional game, I don't, I don't know if there's a letdown or not. I think it's more so this team is now focused on football. They're not focused about Stafford, the media, uh, golf or any of that. They're focused on the next task at hand, and that's the Bucks. And we'll obviously see what happens. Again, we don't do predictions on the show, but this is, this is a, a fun matchup. It should be a very good game. Um, I don't know. I mean we'll, we'll see. I I, I don't yeah. know what else. I don't know how else to preview it. I mean I can go into the percentages and those types of things but I mean we're going to run our nickel package. We're going to get pressure. We are more successful with our pressure rate than the Bucks are. Um just off the numbers. They they don't they only get 33% pressure rate so that's 24th in the league. Ours is 41%. Um so the thing yeah. is too
0: is that the Lions had trended for a while? The Lions didn't play well for a while in the in the middle, even towards the back, the back part of the season. But they've definitely played better and kind of built on top of things the last, I'd say, four games or so, yep. right? Like, and and they did this last year. We talked about this last week. They had long stretches last year where they they looked like they weren't going to get pressure and they weren't turning over the ball and any of that stuff, and. Then all of a sudden it just exploded and they could do it all. And yeah. they have gotten pressures over the last month. Mm-hmm. They've gotten a lot more pressure, a lot more sacks. Yeah. You know, they, they can turn over the ball. They are uh, they have played much better over the last say month. Yeah. So getting hot at the right time really matters. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I think if we all just took a step back and looked at how well the Rams were playing coming into the playoffs and how hot they were. We would look at that at that the at the Rams win and we would think that's more impressive than anybody really knows. Yeah. Yes, it was at home, but that is a tough matchup. And yeah. the Lions handled their business. And you know, um, handle your business this week, and then it's like, who knows? <laughs> right? So we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, no. there's there's a there's potential for there to be a absolute crazy
1: scenario. On Championship Sunday, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, no, we're we're not going to talk about it. And 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 again, I'm not. We're not discrediting the Rams. They've won six out of seven. Um, but I, I kind of no, sc- no. I think we uh, we're recognizing how great they were playing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Really? Um, but at, you know, and at the same time, kind of similar to the Rams. You know, the Rams won, um, six out of seven or five out of six with Stafford playing or or however it was. I think they were six and one down the stretch, but out of that. Five of the teams were not playoff teams and it's same thing here with the, you know, with the, with the bucks. Um, Yeah. They played Carolina twice. They played Atlanta. They played Jacksonville. They played the saints and they lost to the saints. Um, And then obviously, again, we saw what happened to Philly, but we all kind of think that's a whole debacle in itself. So um, we're, we're clicking at the right time. We got, we got the guys that, that want to be here. They're playing well. It's exciting. It's just an exciting time to be alive and it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, to be alive, vibes, buddy. Good vibes. It is, it is. But as always, guys, you guys can rate, review, and subscribe to Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and all other podcast plat- platforms. And of course, you can follow us on X at Russ NFL Draft at Bischoff underscore Scott. Um, you got anything else for us? No, I'm just uh, you know
0: I think we're all super excited about uh you know. What's happened to this point in the season has been magical. Uh, but what's what's in front of them is just uh it's cool to think about. It really is. Yeah. So, you know, the first things first, you know, you gotta handle your business on Sunday against Tampa. It's a tough test. Nobody is discounting or, you know, dismissing what the Buccaneers are. They're a very good football team with lots of talent all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, let's uh I have good vibes about it. You know, um, to me, this is all gravy. The season's been incredible. Uh, this is all faster than I thought it would come together. Even in, in the best case scenario, you know, a year ago, I wouldn't have thought that the lions would be in this kind of window. No shot. Um, yeah, but here we are. So, you know, it's awesome. It's just an incredible year. That's gonna, that's gonna continue. And, uh, we'll be back next week to preview,
1: whatever it is yep. going on next week yeah whatever it is uh, more football or draft or whatever we will be back next week and if you were at the game last week or are going to be at this game drop us a comment let us know how that game was how electric it was um, and, and just let us know how you're feeling in the comments and, and again drop us a review as well so he's Scott Bischoff I'm Russ Brown this is Bischoff and Brown right here on the Detroit Lions
0: let's bring it in here together let's go, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Lines on three!
1: One, two, three! You've had enough of that shit.